I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of William Reed Huntington, an American priest and ecumenist in the 19th century. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 70 on page 357 of the prayer book. Hasten, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and put into confusion who wish me evil. Let them be soon brought to shame who cry over me, Aha! Aha! But let all those who seek you be joyful and glad in you, and let all who delight in your salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and in misery. Hasten to me, O God. You are my helper and my deliverer. O Lord, do not tarry. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you the story about William Reed Huntington. He was born in 1838 in Lowell, Massachusetts. And in 1855, he graduated from Harvard with a degree in chemistry. 
But in his final year, he had a growing sense of a call into ministry. And so in 1862, he was ordained within the Episcopal Church. He was the 20-year rector of All Saints Church in Worcester, Massachusetts. And then 26-year rector of Grace Church in Manhattan. He was known as a reformer, leading the charge for revitalizing the vocational diaconate, the call for lifelong permanent deacons, not just as a transition before you become a priest. And when the order of vocational deacons or permanent deacons were reestablished by the Episcopal Church in 1889, Huntington House was created to become a training center specifically for women, both those who were seeking to be ordained and those who sought to serve the church as lay leaders. But he was also a reformer regarding the prayer book. He wanted to see the prayer book revised specifically so that it could be accessible to all Christians. Because one of the passions of his heart was unity. He was an ecumenist. He wanted to see the body of Christ united in those words of John chapter 17, verse 11 from Jesus, that, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. What he's most well known for was composing what is today one of the standards within the Anglican world of ecumenical dialogue and relationship. It's what's called the Chicago Lambeth Quadrilateral. Now, that sounds like some kind of scientific term, but let me explain it. You see, the Episcopal Church adopted it in 1886 as Huntington had composed it in Chicago. So that's the American church saying, yes, this is, these are the principles for ecumenical dialogue and unity in the church for Anglicans. And then the whole Anglican communion set of bishops in 1888 approved the same document at Lambeth. And therefore, you get the name Chicago Lambeth. Now, why is it a quadrilateral? But the name quadrilateral comes because of the four points. These are the four points of needed unity so that churches can work together. We need to agree on these four things. These are the basics. This is forgive me, but the lowest common denominator between denominations that has to exist for that that separation to break down. Number one is a belief in the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testament containing all things necessary to salvation, the rule and standard of faith. Secondly, receiving the two creeds, the Apostles' Creed as the Baptismal Creed and the Nicene Creed as sufficient statements of creedal Christianity. Thirdly, that there are two sacraments ordained by Christ, baptism and the Lord's Supper. And finally, that there is an historic episcopate. And this is where people obviously begin to see the dialogue break down. That it's locally adapted, as the document reads, in the methods of its administration to the varying needs of the nations and peoples called by God into the unity of the church. What that means is this, that we've got to believe in the Bible, the creeds, the two sacraments, and you've got to believe there's some kind of office of bishop to guard the faith. If we can agree to those four things, in the famous statement of the church, often misattributed to Augustine, in essentials unity, in non-essentials diversity, in all things charity, these are the essentials. 
for ecumenical unity. It continues to this day, the Chicago Lambeth Quadrilateral, as a means of how Anglicans define unity with others in the world. William Reed Huntington's ecumenical heart, his reforms, and his long pastorates made him greatly beloved. He was so prominent a priest in America that he was sometimes called the first presbyter of the church. I I love to see this influence of a long life of service, especially because William Reed Huntington lived and died as a priest. He did not, despite all his influence, get elevated to the role of bishop. He died in his role as rector. Like John Stott, he remained at his post, at his pulpit, unto his death. And we need, I think, within our world to see men and women who are willing to serve long-term pastorates and to stay there and not be drawn into the allure of higher forms of leadership. Again, there are those who are called to Episcopal ministry, called to be bishops. And for those who are called to that, and God makes it clear, that is a wonderful ministry that's needed. But I truly believe that often people get drawn into that role because of more power and prestige. And I'm just convinced that the heartbeat of the church happens in the local congregation. This is a gospel outpost for the kingdom. And I know in my own life, as I pray, I desire, I don't know what God's intention for me is in this life, but my intention is to die in the pulpit, to stay at my post, that maybe seriously, I'll finish preaching and then I'll walk across and sit down in my chair and then I can just sort of like fall asleep in Jesus. I think of those words of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, where Paul writes, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also all who have loved his appearing. This is the story of William Reed Huntington, the story of an ordinary saint, God-empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. 
Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Colic for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number two the prayer for the universal church, to prayer for unity. And especially in light of William Reed Huntington's work as an ecumenist, as a reformer of the church, desiring to see us one, this prayer should be on all of our lips. I slightly adapt the prayer according to the Canadian book, which I'm familiar with, Canadian prayer book. So, this is six, page 646 in the prayer book, but slightly augmented according to my Canadian accent. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth, in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is an error, direct it. Where anything is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen and confirm it. Where it is in want, furnish it. And where it is divided and rent asunder, make it whole again. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.